On today's episode of Locked On Avalanche, we will look back at the year 2023 while looking ahead to the year 2024. And yes, despite us not really wanting to do it, we have to do some morning leftovers from this Avalanche and Coyotes game and then move on from it and never talk about it again. New episode of Locked On Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Make sure you are following us on our social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, X, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram and Threads. Questions, comments, is that the new one? Did, did you That's think about threads. that all day? All right. Uh, <laughs> questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com. Nothing for Gmail. You got to come up with something for Gmail. All right. Maybe this for I, Gmail. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, I'm miming everything. <laughs> and follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. Make sure you subscribe to our subtext as well. Link to that is in the show notes below. When you do you chat with Kyle and I one-on-one, become one of our very special insiders where we get your opinions on everything Avalanche and share it on this very show. Um, all right, sir. So we'll talk about the next game up for the Avalanche, which is between them and the St. Louis Blues. Well, like I said, look back at uh, 2023 as this is our last episode of 2023 and look ahead to 2024. Uh, but we're going to start one more time with that uh, Avalanche and Coyotes game. That was just a a natural disaster to use the the nickname of the Avalanche. Um, mm-hmm. And and how we're feeling a day after because. Uh, how are you feeling? Like, is, is this sticking with you or is this just another one where it's like you got to move on? Or is this one like, no, like we were talking about in yesterday's episode. Is this who they are? Is this who they are? And you still feel that way after kind of like the emotion has worn off a little bit. <clears throat> oh, my good buddy, Chris. This is where we take the leftovers out of the, mm-hmm. out of the refrigerator. We open it up. Oh, it stinks. Oh, but wait, the, the back end stinks. Mm hmm. Let's look at that front end a little bit. I, it's one of those that my brain is weird all day long. I was thinking it's about like the first. Two it's games. like a mullet. Yeah. It's the, a the, mullet, and the front was mullet good. Arena. The back was a disaster. How about yeah. that? Amazing. In mullet that. arena. In mullet arena. <laughs> the NHL is fixed. Yeah. You heard it here first. No, but um, <laughs> you know the Avalanche two for three on the power play in that game. It's mm-hmm. one of those that that. Overtime loss. Yes, it the way it happened was demoralizing, but there were so many good things the Avalanche were doing. Like, let's not miss out on the fact that Nathan McKinnon could also tally the most points in the month of December in franchise history. He's one off of that. He's mm-hmm. got his point streak going. Nathan McKinnon's having himself a year. Sure. And it's not grabbing the, the NHL by storm yet, but it's a good thing to have. Especially after the conversation at the beginning of the year, what's going on with Nathan McKinnon? Is he assist heavy? What's going on? Is this the new Nathan McKinnon? No, we have old Nathan McKinnon better than ever. Mika Ranton is looking good. Valerian Nechushkin's looking good. The defense is suspect. And I know everybody likes to jump on Yorgiev. 
Mm. But if you go back and you look at just the stats about the shots that your GIF is facing, it's not good. That's no. that's where we need to where we need to look. And I, it's, if we could get the defense figured out, if somebody could just I don't know, remember how to play defense cohesively. <laughs> I yeah. think we're going to be, things will be okay. But if you go back and you're looking at the stats, we have six members of this team over 50% in faceoff percentage. They're winning faceoffs. They won against the Coyotes. That's so nice. there are a lot of, yeah, there are a lot of good things going on with this Avalanche oh, team. A ton it's a good things finish. going on with it. It's yeah. the finish factor. <clears throat> there's a ton of good things going on with this team, a ton. But, uh, you know, we, we want to focus in on what's not going well. And I get that. And that's all fair. Um, and, and you can only say so many times, like, despite everything, they're still at the top of the division or near the top of the division. Um, but that, that's not a guarantee that that will hold out all year long. Mm -hmm. If you keep playing like this, there's teams that are, are on your tail and everybody's tail that are fighting just as hard as you are. So if this keeps up, is where they are in the standings sustainable? I, I don't think so. But that, but that's the question is, will this keep up? And I am still in the camp that that it will <clears throat> it will not. And when I say it will not, I mean, I still feel like they are going to write the shit. We're not even halfway through the season, mm -hmm. right? We're not even halfway through the seasons. And, 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 they're, and they're doing a lot of good things. Individually, they're doing a lot of good things. And team-wise, you're starting to see that improve. But you still have the like when, when something like this happens, when something like a four to nothing lead goes away and you lose that game, sure, you get a point in overtime. Who cares? I shouldn't say that, you know, it matters. It might matter at the end of the year, but you know what I mean by that. Um, it I holds, it holds the avalanche that. over Dallas right now, that loser point. Sure. I mean, it, but that is not a moral victory. No. You know what I mean? So um, th th there, there's, there's good things that are happening, but it just seems to get supplanted by something bad that happens relatively quickly. That's the problem right now with the avalanches. They cannot keep on one track and, and they can't keep on a good track. You don't want them to go on a bad track, obviously, but they cannot keep on a track of, of doing the right thing over and over and over again. And then if you have that dud that's thrown in there every once in a while, you can live with it, but it's tough to live with these right now because you know, we're going to talk about the Blues game in a little bit, but you feel like you're, they're going to come back and play well. But what happens after that game? Are they going to play well again? Right now, you have no clue. And until they start stringing together more positive things and good things as a whole than negative, we're just going to be doing this back and forth thing. Can it hold up? I, I mean, you're really hoping that the teams behind you start failing too. So, you know, they don't. They don't lap you because of your mistakes, but then you're relying on other teams to screw up, which you don't want to do. You want to be in control of your own destiny, which the Avalanche still are, clearly. I mean, they're, they're in the driver's seat here, but you want to be riding the ship during this, and it just seems to be you're riding it, and then a massive tidal wave comes and sweeps you away, and then you have to get back on your feet again. You know, all day long, I've been thinking about this conversation that we were going to have, and I thought our roles would be reverse on this and our and our perceptions of this team. Mm -hmm. And you know, Chris, you're you're talking about like stringing wins together, but if you take a, a look back, you've seen like the Avalanche led up two goals in like 15 seconds. I believe right. that was the Nashville game. You saw mm -hmm. them 
get completely embarrassed by the Blues, which we'll talk about later. You mm-hmm. saw them get absolutely embarrassed by Vegas. You've seen them go up for nothing and then lose that game by four. And you They're, saw them come back against Dallas. The, you know the six exactly. straight goals against us. So it's yin and yang you're, all year long. You're you're finding the if this team could like you're talking about stringing ones together. If they could find their constant, this is not a math problem. Everybody, don't don't run off. No, but if, yeah. if, they, if they could find the constant <clears throat> and just build off that, I feel like that's where this team could find success because I have never seen a team try so hard and lose games and then not try and lose games and not try and win games and try so hard and win games convincingly. They're mm-hmm. doing everything right and wrong. They know how to do everything. We talk about a learning experience. They've covered every base. If you had a bingo card of wins and losses, the Avalanche have tallied it to this point. So from here on out, and we'll talk about things to leave behind this year, going into 2024, a consistent theme. Like, you know who's working, who doesn't. You know what lines work and what doesn't. And you know how the goalies should play. I feel like, honestly, this could be the turning point and some revenge against St. Louis. Sure. But we've done that so many times this year. Fine. Go get revenge and, and, and make St. Louis, uh, you know, the, the one, the ones that are standing in your way, just, just roll over them because of what happened against Arizona. Take it out against St. Louis. Fine. But continue that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I, I, I am going to like, I'll believe it when I'm done saying like, this is the turning point. I've, I've said it a half a dozen times already. So, uh, I mean, I'm still confident in this team long-term. Still very confident in this team long-term. Now, the funny thing that happened yesterday was uh, a former Av was put up on waivers. Actually, both two former Avs were put on waivers. (laughs) One of of them was Tyson Jost. And whenever this happens, you, you have people like running to social media like, oh, should the Avalanche bring back Tyson Jost? It is not going to happen. Like the, the uh, I should say there's like a 0.1% chance of it happening. I'll never say it's 100%. But, you know, when, when teams move on from players, they typically move on from them for good. And it's not like, you know, the only way they would bring a guy back is if once they let him go, he turned a corner in his career, and now they have another opportunity to get a better version of him back. You're not getting that with Tyson Jost, right? So that's not happening. And, and I... I I saw some comments saying like, well, well, you know, that, that could be just like a spark. And you're not expecting it. Throw him on the fourth line, not expecting to do anything, but just bringing back someone from, from the old guard uh, could be like a spark. No, but you might be getting a different spark back by the name of Sam Girard. Sam Girard will do exactly what people are thinking. If the avalanche bright brought back Tyson Jost would do so. And, and I am loving the comments of people cannot wait for Sam Gerard to come back. Did you miss him, folks? Oh. Did you? I, I I think there's some people out there who who just will always hate him, which you know I get it. Um, well, actually, I don't get it, but um, you know, I think you're you're seeing a different defensive team with, when Sam Gerard is not there. You know, he's not their best defender, but he makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And he makes a difference specifically in transition. So, so I, I don't know if he's playing against St. Louis. He's got to be. He's got to be soon. 
It's yeah, got to be. I really hope it is. I really hope it is. So uh, it, it, whenever it is, that might just be a little bit of uh, a here and now in the moment spark that the team needs. And then you're going to have another one in Arturi Lekkanen whenever he comes back. So you get those two guys back. Things look a little bit different. And, and you, you know, you still have a, a Nathan McKinnon that's rolling, Miko doing his thing, Cal McCarter doing his thing. But do they need to make a move? I don't know. Uh, yes, the answer is yes to that. I just don't know when. I would like for it to be sooner rather than later. But when you do that, you're also playing like all of this, you know, that we always say the getting to know you period that's happening that seems to be going on for too long. I think we're beyond that now. Now we have to question, are, are these new guys working? Mainly with, you know, the Ryan Johansson one. I think Wood is great and Colton's doing great. Johansson is the big question mark right now. So if, you know, how much longer do you put up with that? It's not that I, I don't want to say I feel like he's doing horribly, but he's not meeting expectations right now. So that's the divide right now for the Avalanche is what do you do with him? Do you continue to ride this out because you have confidence in him? Or if you don't, you go make a move. And if you're going to make the move, when is it? Is it trade deadline or is it now? So you have whoever you're bringing in, you have more time to to get acclimated with this team. See where it goes. And you know what? That's a fantastic segue into what we mm -hmm. could be leaving behind in 2023. <clears throat> well, let's talk about that, good sir. Uh, yeah, this is our last show of the year. So um, let's take a look back while we look ahead to 2024 and we will do that next first we're going to hear from one of our favorites they're back in action that's ag1 our next partner ag1 the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health kyle and i drink this stuff literally every day i am a morning ag1 drinker i, I are you the same we I am a Just, afternoon when I get home from my day job, AG1. Okay. Because so you start your day job a little bit earlier in the morning. So when you get home, you need that little bit of boost. Yep. Uh, yeah, got it. So for me, I, 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 it's they, that shaker bottle that they give you that comes with me. Drink it once I get to the office. Uh, and it's a foundational nutritional supplement that delivers comprehensive nutri nutrients to supplement whole body health. AG1 replaces your multivitamin, probiotic, and more in one simple drinkable habit. It's raising the standard for quality in the supplement category, and AG1 helps you build your health foundation first. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash NHL Network. That's drinkag1.com slash NHL network. Check it out. You will thank us later. And so will your gut. All right. As we ring in the new year, this is kind of like just what you do. Uh, you, you look back at the year that was and in music and comedy and theater and movies and of course sports and obviously the Colorado avalanche um, so we'll look back first, sir. And, and, and what, what sticks out when you look back at 2023, the, the calendar year of 2023, uh, what, what's the thing that sticks out to you most good or bad for the Colorado avalanche? 
Honestly, if you had to do a Spotify wrapped on 2023, it would be the story Ooh, of Nathan like McKinnon. That. It'd be, yeah, that point streak. Mm -hmm. His, I mean, the, I mean, his four goal game was nice. I mean, the four point game. It's just you like to see yeah. what Nathan McKinnon's doing quietly, because mm -hmm. honestly, in the NHL right now, currently going into 2024, there's not a lot going on like trendy storyline wise you don't have your watch every night tune in storyline yet so mm -hmm. for nathan mckinnon to still be flying under the radar that's good for when it comes to playoff time but he is having an incredible incredible year and you you want to see it keep going and i honestly at the beginning of the year didn't anticipate him having this kind of run but 2023 is going to be Nathan McKinnon's really hot start. You mean twenty twenty four is going to be his hot start, or or, or you mean like when you mean like looking for his back career? You're going to look back. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I think even going back. I mean, if we're taking twenty twenty three as a whole, you have to incorporate last season as well. Sure. And and he's involved in that conversation too, right? Like his highest point total of his career. Um, he finally got over that 100 point mark hump, um, as did Miko Rantanen. And I think Miko is, is, is maybe the biggest story. The, the way that, that Nathan McKinnon is having a, uh, a season for this season is, is kind of you know creeping up on, on what Miko Rantanen did last year. Th those two guys are right up there with seasons that they had. And, you know, Cam McCart was injured a lot last year. Still was a Norris finalist, but you look at Miko and and Nate and what Miko did last year with all of those injuries. Just he was the constant. You mentioned constant last yeah. segment. He was that last year, right? So I, I think when you look back at the year, it's Miko Rantanen and and Nathan McKinnon really at at the top of it, and then as much as you hate to talk about this, like the way that their season ended was, was not ideal. That first round exit, that's going to be remembered. You know, you, you followed up your, your Stanley cup championship uh, with a first round exit and it, you just ran into a team that matched up with you. Well, they were maybe overachieving a little bit. I don't think many people expected them to be in that position in their second year, but they were there. They were an upstart team. They had nothing to lose in Seattle. And and they, you know, obviously the the rest is history. So um, there is good and bad. Like when 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 you don't finish the season um, as a championship team, only one team gets to claim that. There's 31 other teams whose seasons end the way that the Avalanche did with a loss. So you're going to look back on that and say like, yeah, that that's a part of this year, and it, it stunk. But there's obviously a lot of good things that came out of it too. Yeah, and you you really when looking at the end of last season and the beginning of this season, just seeing the continued dominance of Nate, Nate and Miko, I mean that's you hope it carries mm -hmm. in that's the narrative into twenty twenty four as well mm -hmm. because it's something that I think we take for granted just a little bit. So what about twenty twenty four? Like what do you you know? And we'll start with just this year. We won't get too much into like the off season because that's for another time. And there's going to be it's going to be an interesting offseason for the Avalanche. Clearly, it always is for every team. But um, for for the remainder of this season, 
what are you looking for the Avalanche to do in, in 2024? I feel like, like we mentioned in the first segment, I feel like this team has learned everything they need to know about the goods and the bads of how this team can operate and what they can do. They need to put it together under one mindset. Doesn't matter what line is out there. They know what they need to do, and they need to just get back to avalanche hockey and figure out what that looks like and what that is. And I feel like 2024 is going to be their claim on 2024 avalanche hockey. And I feel like that's what you're going to be seeing from this point forward. Yeah. I, I mean, that that's ideal. That's what you would like for them to do. Um, I'm kind of looking at Chris McFarland and, and seeing <clears throat> what his stamp is going to be <clears throat> on this team. Cause you, you had Pierre Lacroix was the, I'm going to go out and, and, and get every possible guy that I can to make this team better. Uh, you know, with the exception of like Joe Sackick and Patrick Wad and, and uh, Peter Forsberg, nobody's safe. <laughs> like I'll, I'll deal anybody. And then you had Joe Sackick was the kind of like quiet, confident. I'm not going to make a ton of moves. My moves will come in the off season. They'll come through the draft and we will build this team up from the ground. And that's really what he did. He didn't make those high profile moves. What is Chris, Chris McFarland? What's his stamp going to be? And I think this is a big moment for him right now because I, I, what he does or does not do, I think will speak volumes for how he's going to run this team for the the future. Because the way that it's going right now, like, yeah, you, you can spin this any way you want. You can, and we've done it. You can spin this as, as, as up and down as the season had been. The Avalanche are at the top of the standings. You could spin it as you know as up and down as the season has been. They could be better. Look at all the points that they left on the board. And if they go get this guy or that guy, they should they could be far and away at the top of the standings across the league. How does Chris McFarland view all that? Which side is he on? Is he happy with A or is he happy with B? And if he if he goes out and makes moves like now and leading up to the trade deadline then you know he's not happy with even though they're at the top and and he wants improvement he wants consistency if he stands pat he's willing to roll the dice and let this thing play out and i really feel like how this season is going how he reacts to it will will give us a really good impression on how he's going to run this team for the next few however long he runs the team and you know i think it goes a little further back to this offseason and the moves that he brought in and honestly, I think something we kind of forgotten about the ones that we let go, JT Comfer, mm-hmm. Erod. Yeah, you, you don't hear about them anymore. That looks like it was a win on the Avalanche part. Wow, but um, but yeah, it's that aspect of things. You look like you're doing okay, but the true question is: Are all the pieces that you brought in to replace them? Is that was that a, a positive? Out. Because yeah. you mentioned Raijo. Yes, that I think that's starting to not work. The mm-hmm. Ross Colton, Miles Wood looks okay, but we've already given up on Tatar. And right. Drew Wynn. Drew Wynn looks okay. He has his moments. But mm-hmm. when you look at what you let walk and what you brought in, I think McFarland's legacy is going to be defined on this really big offseason that we talked about all offseason long up until preseason and puck drop on the season. 
how incredible this team looks. Mm-hmm. The execution is the big question. Yeah, I mean, the, the Tatar deal or the, the trade was a little bit of a glimpse, a little bit. Like, that is not a major move in the grand scheme of things. But it showed you that, okay, he's willing to move on from guys quickly. Is, is he, did he, was that just one little move or is he willing to do that with some guys that were expected to do a little bit more? I don't, I don't know. We, we shall see. But I, I, I really think they, they messed up not bringing uh, Evan Rodriguez back. Um, I'm looking at stats right now with Florida, 34 games played. He's got 22 points and he's a plus 17. So that, I mean, I, I thought he was a great fit. And mm-hmm. for, for what he signed for in Florida, I, I think he could have made that happen. So. We'll see, man. I, I know, like I said, the, the offseason is its own thing, and, and we tackle that usually during the offseason, but it's going to be a big one for the Avs. And and how this season finishes up plays a big part in that, a huge part in that. So um, what do you think? Fire away in the comments section. Want to know what you guys think. All right, uh, next up, St. Louis Blues. The Avalanche, here, here we go again. I, we're, I should get one of those boards behind me and tally it. And days since we've said, is this right? The ship is back down to zero. So uh, we will talk about that coming up next. First, we are going to hear from Sleeper. Kyle scours the internet to try to find a better daily fantasy sports app. And uh, how'd you make out today? Uh, Still, Sleeper is the number one. Can't do it. So regardless of where we are in the current standings, I want to remind you that you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. And Sleeper's our number one choice for Daily Fantasy Sports and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. And this is where I ask you, Mr. Sullivan, who you're liking for Daily Fantasy when the Avalanche go up against the St. Louis Blues. You know, let's go some Kale McCarr. I Bring feel it. like it's been a while. Bring it. Bring it. I, I, I'm with you on that one. Definitely. So all you have to do is pick whether studs like Kale McCarr will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. So use the promo code Lockdown NHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That code is Lockdown NHL. See sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability. Abs and St. Louis Blues in St. Louis. And uh, yeah, man, this is, this is, we've talked about it kind of earlier in the episode, but what happens tonight in St. Louis? Last time you played them, you know, that it, it, was, it was not good. It was not good. But it's funny how that would be the lead if, what happened against Arizona didn't happen. But right now it, that, that's kind of like secondary to, Hey, can the avalanche just bounce back from that, that, you know, four to nothing blown loss. Yeah. Um, instead, you know, that, that is the conversation, not that St. Louis completely stuck it to you last time they played. So what goes on here? And you know, we were just talking about 2023 and going into 2024, that game on November 11th, where the Avalanche lost 8-2 feels like three years ago. With all the ups really and downs. Um, but no, I no. it's been it's been a it's been a journey. Yeah. This, who would have thought it would come down to a Nathan McKinnon 
and Robert Thomas matchup in the St. Louis Blues matchup. But you, you want the Avalanche to come out on top. Like sure. Nathan McKinnon is, I mean, he's ridiculously hot right now. And again, he's chasing that milestone for the month of December. Yeah, he could he could get it in this St. Oh, Louis sure. game. So I I feel like this could be a rallying moment. Like let's push Nate to that to that point. Mm-hmm. I I really I really feel bad for St. Louis because the Avalanche will give it their best effort. Will it come out as a victory? We'll find out. But I mm-hmm. feel like that first period is going to be defining for this Avalanche team. Yeah, there's things that you need to worry about for the Avalanche, and there's things that you don't need to worry about. And you, you don't need to worry about Nathan McKinnon. You don't need to worry about you don't need to worry about the top line because they've been playing fantastic with him, Nachuskin, and uh, Miko Rantanen. Um, you, you the things you have to worry about are what's again like the depth stuff, namely Ryan Johansson. He's got to step like he's he's again he's not. I, I'm not like just like wiping the floor with him and saying like he, he's 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 useless, but he's made some really just not good plays, and he's made some good play. He needs to put it together. It's time to put it together for him because you were brought in to be that that second line center. You haven't been that literally because you've been playing on the third line or the fourth line for the past however many games. So he's probably not going to start there now. But he just needs to start playing wherever he is in the lineup. He just needs to start playing better on that line. Don't worry about, uh, you know, I got to get my two seed job back. Just do your job on whatever line you're you're at. And God forbid if you're if you're on that third line, how are you not the best player on that uh, third line or even a fourth line? So you know the the things that the Avalanche just can't seem to 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 get right. They have to like it, at some point in time. They just have to get these things right. And the first game you had against, well, not the first game, but you know the the game right before Arizona um, Christmas against Arizona, that like that is the blueprint. Mm-hmm. That's what you hang up on the wall and and you go do that. Watch that video over and over again, and then maybe the first two periods of the second game against Arizona after the Christmas break. Um, y- y- you have the ability to do this. It's time to put things together, end the year on a strong note. And going to 2024, feeling good, and just continue to build on that. Georgiev's got to have a good game if he even plays. I don't know if he's going to start this game or if they give him a day out. If he does play, he like you just have to, you know, I hate using the term because we throw it around all the time, full 60. You have to. Bare bones stuff, not in the way you play, because you have a, a really good system, but in all those like really, you know, those those phrases that you throw out all the time. You gotta hold true to them, and that is definitely one of them. Is to play a full sixty. I would put Yorgiev in against the Blues. Um, I would let him get it right. I would mm-hmm. let let the. I mean, the Avalanche beat this Blues team four to one in the beginning of the year, so mm-hmm. it's possible they've done it before. And I'd give them the night off against St. Louis. I mean, on against San Jose on San Jose. New Year's Eve. Yeah. I would let him get right because you saw his reaction to that overtime winner in Arizona. Yeah. yeah, you you need to you need to get him right for the rest yeah. of this haul. We'll see how it goes. Um, either way, we will uh, we'll be discussing that one and and the Sharks game. We have two games to talk about when we come back on on Monday. So um, yeah, that'll be 
Will we have four points? I hope so. Win two in a row, and then I think that'll make some people happy. So just two in a row. That's all we're asking. <laughs> do that. All right. Uh, that's going to wrap it up, everybody. Thank you for tuning in and making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Fire away in the comments section. Uh, let us know what you think. Do you agree with us? Do you disagree with us? Some things that you look back on and enjoyed from 2023, and what do you expect from 2024 from the apps? He's Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is Locked on Avalanche Podcast. Enjoy the games. We'll see you guys later. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.